Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Android Central podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I am your managing editor, not yours, but Android Central's managing editor. And I'm with my guests, uh, the lovely Jerry Hildenbrand. Hello, good sir. Howdy. What are you doing? Well, I'm recording this podcast with you right now, sir. <laughs> well, that's dumb. You should be doing anything else. There's lots of better things to be doing. Well, I'm excited for today's conversation. But before we get to that, hi, Nick. How hi. are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Uh, good. The last time we spoke was I was in Hawaii and you were in at home and during your holidays. So oh, yeah. I'm happy we're, we're, we're doing this normally again. That's true. This is, this is a proper return, I guess. A proper return, that's right. And I've got my lovely Chris Waddell. Hello, Chris. Hi, I'm just happy to be here. I mean, be here. Slip, sorry. <laughs> Are you drinking a beer as you slipped, made a mistake on that? <laughs> no, no, I think I'm really wanting one after I spilled my water before we even started recording. I was like, God, I just need a beer. <laughs> I feel you on that. Well, hopefully we can get you one right after recording. <laughs> Why wait? Yeah, why wait? Well, we've got a lot of uh, fun stuff to talk about today. A lot of really messed up security problems, uh, data breaches, Black Friday, and even Carl Pay and Elon Musk. So let's get right into it, guys. All kinds of happiness. <laughs> All kinds of happiness. Okay, so I want to start off with the story that kind of... It was it was very under the radar. Like, I don't think a lot of people picked up on it, but then Nick saw it and um, was amazing. You immediately got on it. Uh, so the title of the news article, which you also wrote uh, an editorial uh, following up on it, but we'll get to that in a second. You, the news article is titled Security, Re- Security Researcher Says... Yuffie. Oh, my God. Yuffie. <laughs> I'm going to butcher Call that. them Anchor. anchor. <laughs> Anchor, Yuffie, um, has has a big security problem. And that was a that was a pretty big deal. Basically, a security researcher uh, by the name of Paul Moore discovered several security flaws in Yuffie's cameras. Uh, user images and facial recognition data uh, were being sent to the cloud without user consent and live camera feeds uh, can perp purportedly, I can't speak today, (laughs) be accessed without any authentication. Um, The researcher also said that some of the issues have since been patched, but cannot verify that cloud data is being properly deleted. There is so much going on here, but Nick, without talking about your editorial, can we, can you give us a little bit of how you found this information? What, what exactly happened here? Yeah. This turned into like a monster of an article. It, it started out as just like a little news post, and then it was one section added, another update added. It's rid- <laughs> ridiculous. So um, I don't even remember what day it was. What, whatever. It was, it was a few days ago at this point. Okay. Yeah. Late in the evening, I guess um, a friend of mine tipped me off to there was a Linus Tech Tips uh, update where they said they're dropping Yuffie as a sponsor. And, you know, when I when I went over and watched that, I saw that it was linking to Paul Moore's Twitter account. And on there is basically a slew of different tweets where on the 21st, he first tweeted out that he found this, basically notified them of the issue. And long story short, he ended up recording and uploading to his little YouTube channel. He only has like six videos, so it's not like he's a professional YouTuber. Um, so he didn't do this for like monetary reasons, right? Um, he uploaded the proof of how he essentially, pre- I can't even speak today. Gosh, look, you're rubbing off on me, Shruti. I'm sorry. Lord. Well, he was basically able to uh, oh. show what he was, what he had Thank researched, you. right? So yeah, the the initial one, basically the initial one was that all of his Yuffie cameras were set to record locally, which means mm-hmm. uh, according to all of the things we ever knew, according to all the things Yuffie ever said, footage either stays on the camera itself. Most of their cameras have like 16 gigs of storage on them. Or if you have a home base, which uh, is just their hub that you can attach a bunch of cameras to and record everything to a centralized location, um, they should all go to there. However, he found out through, uh, you know, traffic sniffing and things like that, that there were thumbnails of both his face and, you know, a picture taken from the camera being uploaded to Yuffie's cloud in the AWS uh, Mm. service. And so, you know, obviously he had never set this up. 
it kind of freaked him out given that everything was supposed to be local. And everywhere on all of their marketing materials, they always say, we don't upload to the cloud, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they have a cloud service, but then he looked into it and he figured out that when the cameras were sending notifications, so it takes a picture, it identifies your face, it then uploads that to the cloud and it uses that to send out the notification. And after talking with Yuffie, I guess the next day, we determined that the reason that's happening is because that's how they, they send out the thumbnails on the notifications themselves. Instead of the camera directly sending it to your phone, it sends it to their cloud service first, and then that relays it to whatever devices you're logged into, right? So uh, obviously that shouldn't be happening without people knowing about their data going to the cloud. So then Yuffie said, all right, well, we're going to fix this. We're going to change the language in the app. We're going to make it more obvious that this is what it does. If you want to bypass it, go to text only, effectively. Like that, that is, that's a pretty, um, that's a good thing on, on part of the company, right? Like uh, normally a company on more, more often than not, will say we're looking into this and then right. they don't really well, do a, a very immediate kind of thing. Um, sorry, Jerry, you were going to say something. They probably said we're looking into it for the first six months. They've been aware of this problem. That's why they had an answer today or, you know, last week. That's what I was going to say is like that, that kind of quick response and basically admitting it and saying, Hey, we're going to fix this today. Here's what we're doing is like, so you knew this was there and you're now, now somebody's brought it to light and you're like, Oh, you know, we we're aware. We already know a fix. This is what we're going to do. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Uh, okay. Uh, Nick, I want, can you explain to us like what Yuffie's explanation really was like, yeah, part of it was that they were going to fix the language in their security app. And then they also said that they were going to be more clear about the use of cloud for push notifications in our consumer facing marketing materials. And then they also said, quote, product services and processes are in full compliance with the GD uh, general data protection regulation, GDPR standards, including the two certifications that uh, are in in terms of uh, proof of data and data security, et cetera. Do you think that was enough, what they did? Or do you think more should have, have happened? So on a surface level, it looked good, right? It was nice that there was a response there. It was nice that there was some, some quick action, basically. But there's several underlying problems, right? Number one, with the thumbnails. Um, when he found this, he found that it also attaches a user ID string and a facial ID string to these pictures. So it's not just that it's taking a picture and uploading it and then sending it to your phone. It's that they're also using a database um, on AWS to identify faces instead of the camera itself doing it, which is basically what Yuffie has said all along, which means Yuffie has a database of people's faces with all of their IDs and usernames attached to it, which it means anchor a Chinese company has a database Yikes. of millions of faces and user ID attached. Yes. Which is a huge problem for, I mean, really just obvious reasons. I don't really think I need to spell yep. it out. So while they might be fixing the app portion where it says, Hey, if you use this, you're uploading to our cloud. Okay. That's fine. I'm glad they're fixing that. That's good. But why are you storing user IDs and all this other information? And they yep. didn't respond to that. And th that wasn't an accident. They didn't do that accidentally. They, they, they thought this through and decided that's how they wanted to, you know, collect and handle the data. Yeah. And, and the question is, was that done with malintent or was that done via lazy coding? Probably the latter. I, I'm going to go with the latter because the next problem is probably the bigger problem for most people, right? So the next problem that he found, and he has not provided a public proof of concept for this, again, for obvious reasons, but The Verge was able to obtain it and corroborate it. So essentially, if you have a very specific URL and you have the camera's serial number, you can view the live feed of any camera that oh is currently online. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Trudy, oh. freak out to the level of 10 more because they're all that way. 
They're oh all, my every God. security camera is that way. You just oh need to know the God. device string. Yes, but typically you also have to have a key to decrypt the video. Whereas in this case, when you put in a key, it doesn't seem to matter what key you put in. It effectively ignores it. And the only other key they have that should be like a proper encryption key is the most just basic thing for every single case. It's like a default password that every camera has, right? And it's set in plain text, I believe. Right. And it's set in plain text. So it's like it's like problem after problem after problem after problem. Okay, Nick, I, I actually want to ask you a question, though, because you you made a point here, and I I would like to get your opinion and, and anyone else's opinion on this as well. So um, you wrote a follow-up article earlier this morning basically saying um, Android Central cannot recommend Eufy products anymore. But you made a statement just now, and I actually wasn't you, it was Jerry, is that freak out more, this happens with every camera. So why are we calling out Eufy and not all cameras? Specifically in this case, if we're going to ignore the thumbnail thing from before, right, the first half of this problem, if we're just talking about the ability to view live footage, the issue is that Eufy did not properly code the encryptions into the video streams. So, you know, again, if you have whatever URL it was that you need, nobody knows it right well. A few people know it, but it's not public information. If you have that URL and you have the camera's secure uh, serial number, you can then view any camera that is currently active. So, again, that means if you have a camera that is battery powered, and it only turns on when motion is detected, somebody has to sit there refreshing it until motion is detected on your camera, and then it's online and it can be viewed, right? So it's there are a lot of hurdles you have to get over, and being able to find a camera's serial number is another thing. Like, you're mm. not going to just randomly guess the serial number and get it right. Okay. You're not okay. going to know who that goes to. So this isn't like, hey, I'm going to go look at Shruthi's Yuffie cameras right now by typing in her serial number. I don't, you know, mm -hmm. there's no real way to get that information. But the fact that you can just put this in a web browser somewhere and go view That's the footage really, if yeah. you have that serial number is uh, a problem. And I would venture to say that, you know, while you can probably do this with other cameras, you would also then have to have the encryption key, or I guess in this case, the decryption key, right? and possibly another key of some sort in that URL to view the feed. So mm -hmm. the problem is that Yuffie skipped a few steps in the process, right? <laughs> well, I think an important thing that we didn't mention so far is you don't need the whatever app Anchor is selling with these cameras to view the feeds. You can just view them in VLC. Right. Which means yes, that, yes. you know, the the... Last line of defense is it's decrypted in a special way by a specific app. They didn't even bother to do that. Right. And there's no way to really shut that off because if you go to, like, let's say you have a firewall at home and you go and you block Eufy's cloud, your cameras are now useless because even when they're going to your, um, like, there's no way to access them effectively because even when you're trying to access your uh, your home base or your camera, it has to go through the web to get to that camera, right? So while footage might still be sitting on the camera, and that isn't really going anywhere, you then can't use the camera effectively if you block Yuffie's cloud. So Wait, you're telling me if I buy their base station and a couple cameras, I can't take a standalone Wi-Fi router, create my own isolated network, and have the cameras communicate with that hub and then use my phone and view the video that they take unless it's connected to the internet? Far as I know, um, if you use the app, the app has to communicate with you via servers to get to your home base. I mean, the, okay, the home base garbage. records to a hard drive or an SD card or, you know, whatever. Like, that is recorded locally regardless, but accessing that is either... You know, if you're going to do it through the app or through a web interface, you have to go to Eufy's servers first. That's that's absolute garbage. <laughs> that's that's trash software. That's enough that, reason to never recommend any of their garbage anymore. Right. And and that's why <laughs> I think this was not intentionally malicious. Like when when this whole thing with Wise came about, right, we found out they were hiding it for three years and they knew about it. That to me is malicious. 
versus you know this so far there is no hard evidence that they knew about this before Paul Moore told that them. you know of that you know of that's well, what I'm saying so far we don't know they did <laughs> they did the answer that they gave is absolute proof we're fixing it now that means they had to have known uh and secondly this is not a secret uh there's places you can go on the internet if you know how to get there and if you're listening and you know you know uh where you can buy this stuff or see people who have bought it and decided well i've made enough money scamming people now i'll share how it's done it's out there this is not new sure and and like you said in our conversation earlier today there's a reason that companies like ring and google pay for bug bounties right because <laughs> it's more lucrative if I find an exploit in a Google product to turn it over to Google and make instant guaranteed money, then me try to auction it on, I hate the word dark web, but that's where they auction this stuff. <laughs> right. Sure. It, it, it's, it's like the term metaverse. People just use it wrong all the time yeah. or whatever. Like, okay, we'll go with dark web for the conversation. <laughs> but like you're talking about, it's not, you know, it's not just wise or, um, in this case, Yuffie, because it, it, knock on wood, we don't know about anything specific happening with TP-Link's Casa cameras, but similarly, their cameras, so like the doorbell that I reviewed earlier this year, it's fine, it's cheap, it works well, it has some nice features, but the problem is it also uses uh, an SD card to record locally. The problem is that you cannot access those files unless you, I'm sure Jerry or Nick or somebody who knows more than I do, could decrypt them or some other computer maybe but you can't access those files even your local files through without subscribing to their service so you have to subscribe to casa's cloud service to access and decrypt your own local files that are stored on your sd card when i pulled what? the sd card out of the camera stuck in my computer it could not read any of the files i couldn't see any of the files well, that's crap you should stop using it yeah well technically it's not an installed right that now. That so doesn't not make any it. sense. What the heck's the point of the local files? I, I came across it when I was researching, when I was going through my review and I come across that and I was like, wait, no, that can't be true. And then I looked around and I found a few more instances of people saying, yeah, this is, this is just how it is. It's a freaking open source MP4 container or a licensed MP4 container. I, you know, I don't know if it's OGG or actual MP4, whatever it is. It's a standard video format that any video player can play. They didn't spend a billion dollars in R&D to recreate their own video file format and container. Uh, they're just gatekeeping it from you with a subscription. Yep. That's garbage. Do yep. better, TP-Link. And, and another thing you said, Chris, is we don't know if this is the case with TP-Link, blah, blah. Yeah, we do. It is. Every single device out there, every single piece of software has these kind of bugs and flaws. Every single one. Maybe nobody's found it yet, but it's there. Okay, well, on that note, knowing that there are these flaws, Nick, you wrote a fantastic editorial, um, and we're still on this topic of of Eufy scandals and all of these other kind of scandals that we've heard of in the past with Wise and then with also with Ring. Uh, you wrote an article that published this morning uh, titled Never Ever Put a Camera Inside Your Home. And I mean, I feel like, how are people not getting it <laughs> like they should probably not do don't that care. it's it's like anything else tech we talk about people just don't care they want to just be able to look on their phone and see their living room <laughs> while they're sitting in their living room while they're sitting i don't i don't really know like i i i get okay there are a few scenarios i outlined a couple in the article i wasn't going to go and you know try to figure out every scenario you would possibly need one in but like let's say you have a babysitter over and you got kids okay mm -hmm. i get wanting an indoor camera so you can check it out and make sure, you know, what, what was that? Nanny cam is what they used to call that, right? Yeah, I get having that so you can make sure your kids aren't being abused by this person, okay? But unplug that thing when you get home, okay? I, I myself have a Ring PTZ camera. I set it up right in the middle of my living room table when I go on vacation. So I can see all around my, you know, the, the main room. That's my living room, uh, dining room, whatever combined. It, 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 they are important for certain scenarios, but, you know, if you're going to use them all the time, like if you have a baby monitor, for instance, do not Don't. get an internet connected camera. Dear God, do not go to Target, buy a little Motorola CCTV one and be done with that. You don't need to see your baby when you're at Target. Okay. <laughs> 
You shouldn't be at Target when your baby's at home sleeping. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. You should be. You should be having that baby with you. There's literally no reason. Ten minutes. Yeah, there is absolutely no reason that you need an internet connected camera in your child's room. Period. Yeah, that is internet connected. Up. Anything in your child's yeah. room? Yes. Yeah. yeah I don't exactly. I, there's. We could go down that rabbit hole for a while. It's the same deal. I don't. We don't need to be exhaustive about this. Internet connected devices yeah. in your home should be used very sparingly. And especially cameras, you should disconnect that crap when you. Yeah, uh, the only thing I have in inside my house with a camera is a Nest Hub, and it's got a piece of duct tape over the camera hole. Right, the sensor, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. Uh, I don't need sleep tracking that bad. They're not getting it, you know. And and I don't use it for video conferencing or anything. Just a piece of tape fixed it. Uh, but I do have a camera on my porch. I used to have a. Nest doorbell, and I told Amazon to hit the streets over some of their practices with that. But uh, that way, I can see who's at the door because the whole wheelchair thing keeps me from going up the stairs very quickly. Uh, but that's again, that's outside, pointed at the, yeah. the road. Yeah, I was gonna say that's outside because we have my parents' place has a uh, a Nest or Google Nest doorbell. Um, but it's outside. It doesn't, it's to see who's coming at the door. It's right. not, it's not inside the house, you know? And I'm just surprised that there's a lot of people who don't care. <laughs> like, I, I know. And like, like even, even with ring, like I, I would say ring for the most part is fairly reputable among consumers, right? Like I, I think Why? ring has a good consumer mindset. Would you agree? No, they even, they even have a show about how shitty they are. I, I, I'm not saying on the tech side. I'm saying like if yeah, you talk to some yeah, dude yeah. on the street and ask him. Oh, his public know, right? perception, ring is. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. people trust them entirely too much. Yeah, they're popular. They're well-known. They're well-known. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, there yeah. we go. So even they had an issue where employees were spying on customers through their in-home cameras. Like even reputable companies can have this crap happen, right? Again, don't do this. And, you know... I have Eufy cameras outside. They watch my chickens. They watch my rabbits. <laughs> They're effectively there so that, you know, I can see if a bear comes or something like that, right? And, and I got to go out there and shoot it. I don't really care that these exist for those cameras. Go ahead and break in and watch my chickens all day. Have fun. I hope you enjoy it. Maybe it brings a little joy <laughs> to your day, right? Like that, that is irrelevant to me. I'll continue to use it for that purpose. But trust me, it ain't looking at me at all. Well, yeah, you know, Shruti, it's like you're saying how like you just you're surprised how many people just don't care. But I think that's that's a larger problem in the tech space as a whole. And oh, we, yeah, we've yeah. kind of talked 100%. about it before, like even yeah. even Derek, you know, one of our, our amazing writers is the same way. He's like, I don't Google knows all my stuff anyways. I'll just just whatever to make my life easier. I'm like, I mean, mm -hmm. so right. well, a lot of people are like that, right? Like Derek I, and I, is the driving force behind an article I wrote, I don't know, a couple months back about how none of y'all care. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. No. And, but yeah, you're right, Chris, like this is a bigger problem in tech, but yeah, you know, I, th okay. The reason why I'm surprised is because I, um, I, th I mean, I don't have kids. Um, maybe I will one day, but I, I think God, about kids, <laughs> I think about, um, putting their information online, you know, like when, you know, when parents like create like a, a, an Instagram account for their kids, I'm like, why, why did you do that? Right. Or like they'll post images of kids like in their bathtub, like they're being innocent about it, but it's like, no, do you know how many awful human beings there are out there? And it makes me think about that, you know, like, why would you want a stranger to have, to have that access into your home? Like, it, it, it's so messed up on so many levels. Like I'm an adult. I'm a, I'm a grown woman who can, who can learn and read and understand and do things. And if I want to do something, I did it based off of what I've learned, but a child does not have that capability. You know, it's like with celebrities and they don't want, you know, a lot of celebrities will hide their children's face. Like you may not even know a celebrity has a child and it's just because they don't want their kid being exposed to all this stuff. And it, you know, no, nobody in the larger picture gives a crap about my kids. You know, but at the same time, like it doesn't mean I'm going to sit out there and put them out there just because you never know who's going to see it and what could turn it into. And so, you know, it's just keeping an eye on, you know, having the back of your mind that not everybody has proper morals and the best of yeah. intentions. 
Yeah. Even even people you might think are close to you and who have proper morals may not. Um, and actually on that celebrity, there is this co- point, there's this theory that I heard that they even use like they put out these like crazy names but that's not the real name of their kid that's just like for people to think that's there it's a really anyways i digress but so so elon's (laughs) kid might not be named after a robot probably not (laughs) okay let's let's talk about um some more disturbing news so a research firm discovered well they did a study uh looking at how many apps it's like 640 apps in the play store um, and they found that 65.2% of shopping apps with access to your device automatically relay um, all the permissions that you give to ad libraries. Um, hundreds of these apps have been found to share access to users' phones with ad networks. Many of these apps apparently have access to your contacts, audio recordings, location, calendar events, and more. Um I like I'm not surprised by that because you know we've always obviously we've had this kind of issue happen in the past but I'm I I I picked it out because it's like again this is happening again people are not reading what they're signing up for they're downloading without researching and it's like are you guys surprised by this result like I I'm not entirely surprised by it No and and you know what I'm surprised that somebody bothered to take the time and say shopping apps because these same ad networks are in all the apps you use and they all suck. They all exist only to capitalize on your data. Uh, and it's all, it's also not just a play store thing. Apple does make it a little more difficult because they can have separate permissions for an ad network, but it's the same deal. If you use a smartphone and you install a third party app, you've just given your data away to anyone. Right. I, I mean, I, I think that's like pretty well known, yeah. but yet people are still doing whatever they want to do. Uh, you know, I think one of the reasons why I have a feeling they, they <coughs> excuse me, they picked out uh, shopping apps is probably because that is something that most people use the most. Right. I think a lot of people shop online. They go on Amazon. They go on clothing apps. I don't know. Do you, I think that's probably why. It, yes. And, and, you know, I, I will say this. So when I was uh, back at my in-laws for Thanksgiving, my mother-in-law was having trouble playing Wordle. Like when she played Wordle on her phone, she couldn't share it. And I looked at it and I realized that she had installed some shopping app that replaced her home screen. And when she clicked on the search box, it searched within some bizarre, like built-in <gasps> web what? browser. They built that in, so in the, the launcher. <laughs> did you oh report that? That breaks Play Store. Yes, policy. I did. Good. But it was it was just like I, I mean I don't know how she found this thing or how it happened, but it's it's very easy to have stuff like that happen, especially when people are looking for coupons. They're like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. I'll install the coupon app, and they don't realize it replaced their home screen, or now it's. Now it's their browser or, you know, who knows what kind of data it's, it's feeding off of it. Yeah. And it's, that's, yeah, it's, an, it's something we've cut. We've talked about this before. Like any average person, like you talk about your, your in-laws and like every time I pick up my mom's phone or even my sister's phone, I mean, she's 27, but she just doesn't, she doesn't care. She doesn't pay attention to everything else. She's just, she is a, I going to say a victim of advertising and, and fancy colors and fun pictures and it's just like oh this looks fun i'm gonna install this or oh the description sounds like it's gonna do a great thing and it's gonna help me out and this will save me time or save me money or whatever it is and then they install it and then it's like oh this is great and they either forget that they have it on their phone or just never use it and they're just like oh yeah i I forgot this one time i downloaded this app and meanwhile it's just doing all this crazy stuff in their phone and messing it up it doesn't work right installing fake home screens and all this other stuff and it just it, you know, the, the timing of, of saying shopping apps, I mean, it's the holiday season, everybody's shopping right now. So it makes sense that this is what they cherry pick out of there, but everything, there's so many games. I you know, like I've said before, like, I don't understand like, um, slot machine games and gambling games. It's not my thing at all, but for whatever reason, my parents and grandparents have those things installed on every mobile device that they have and play them all the time. And I'm just, every time I see them sitting there, I'm just like, that is the worst thing you could possibly do. Just get a PC, just download a game, disconnect from internet and play your slot machine there or something. If you're going to do that, but good Lord. Yeah. And so many of those apps request such unnecessary permissions and I can guarantee most (laughs) people that install it, just go allow, 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 get me in the game. Go. Exactly. I got to earn those tokens. 
It's like EULAs. Nobody reads a EULA. Nobody reads a EULA. Who cares? <laughs> I'm not a nobody. No, you're not. But you're one of the very few. <laughs> I know it's sad. <laughs> it is sad, but... So the firm that did the research, the firm that did the research, they provided a statement um, in their research basically saying, quote, unfortunately, Android systems don't distinguish between the host app and ad library permission use and won't prevent the ad library from using all permissions given to the app. This can pose a significant risk to users. While an app may be harmless on its own, the ad libraries it includes could contain harmful or invasive code. I want to go back to something that you said, Jerry, which is that the app store does make it more difficult. Um, and maybe I, I probably know the answer to this, but maybe just repeat it for me and our listeners. But like, why does Google not do it? Why doesn't it not Google make it does harder? It a different way. Google audits the ad networks. Uh, if they, for whatever reason, I'm not sure why they'll investigate an ad network. Maybe it's just a feeling or they've had reports, but they'll see what the ad network does. And if the ad network does something it shouldn't be, they just... If your app has this ad network, fix it in 30 days or it's getting yanked off the Play Store. So they just get rid of the ad networks that, that are doing horrible things. But you have to remember horrible things that you didn't say it could do. If you said, oh, it's fine to take all my you know, personal health information and ferry it off to some server overseas and you can turn around, repackage it and sell it to these horrible medical supply companies. If you said that's okay, that's no longer horrible to Google. Oh God, that's awful. That's why you need to read those EULAs that Nick was making fun of me for. Read what you say yes to people. Hey, I wasn't making funny. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> Nobody else reads them. <laughs> but Apple, <laughs> Apple does the opposite. Apple, if you grant permission to an application, they don't automatically give that permission to an ad network. Hmm. Right, and and why hasn't Google fixed that portion of Android? That's, that's what I want to know, yeah. yeah. Especially with all the permission stuff lately. I if, if I had to wager a guess, it's something anti-competitive because Google is an ad network. Oh, uh, they, yeah, They have right. to tread very lightly about how they treat other ad networks. Personally, I'd get rid of them all, including Google's, but I, I don't make the rules. So that would be my guess. I, I don't know the actual answer. Yeah, well, I guess we're going to have to get Google to respond to us about that one day, but they probably I mean, I could ask. To. I'm not going to get an answer. No, I don't think any of us will. But at least <laughs> I'll know the person that tells me they can't comment. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll be back. We've got more uh, data security stuff. What is happening to this world? Anyways, we'll we'll be right back, guys. Stay tuned. know how much of your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual cost is closer to $200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app I love using that takes care of that for me. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com/acp Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash ACP. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash ACP. Seriously, I'm not kidding you. It could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash ACP. And we're on the still, we're still on the, uh, the track of talking about data breaches and stuff. But anyways, there was an article that was written, uh, right, uh, on the brink of Black Friday. As you know, last week was Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Uh, the article title is Black Friday shoppers warned of fake deals as massive WhatsApp data apparently went on sale. So this isn't new information. I feel like every time there's massive holiday, especially during the holidays, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Boxing Day, there's always going to be scammers. There's always going to be fake deals. That's that's not new. But 
the fact that there was this massive WhatsApp data <laughs> that was on sale just at that time, uh, it was about 487 million WhatsApp mobile numbers uh, were supposedly compromised and sold on a hacking forum. The numbers apparently belong to active WhatsApp users in 84 countries. Um that's messed up, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that's messed and, up. And something Nick and I were talking about earlier, uh, without having the article in front of me, I think they you could buy like all the US numbers for something like nine thousand bucks. Yeah, so if, actually it was it's seven thousand. So the okay, US seven, data even set cheaper. sold. Yeah. If WhatsApp or their parent company gave the person who found the way to hack into it and collect those numbers twelve thousand dollars who would they have talked to first obviously meta right so meta increase your bug bounties and and you won't have this kind of crap well that money has to go towards creating the metaverse jerry well <laughs> there you know what it's going to cost them a lot more than what did you say seven thousand in bad pr <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure but do you think people are actually going to stop using whatsapp no, no, so, no I mean, of course it, not. It, to, to Meta, to WhatsApp, like, is it really going to hurt them? Like, in the end, they'll they, if they use lose a million subscribers, like, that's a drop in the bucket for what they actually have. Even if they get fined by the EU or something, right? Exactly, it's, it's, and that's the point. Is like, it's going to take more than just bad press to get them to stop doing this and increase their security or do whatever they got to do. It's going to take more than just a couple of articles. Yeah. And it's not just that, right? Like let's look at where the highest number of WhatsApp users are. They are predominantly in India and a lot of them are also in the East, like Asia. And a lot of people, I mean, I'm Indian, so I can speak to this, but like, for example, when, you know, um, there was a lot of issues with WhatsApp a couple of years ago, and I can't remember what, what exactly happened, but um, I think it had to do with, I can't, I, I honestly can't remember what it was, but there have been too um, many of these. <laughs> yeah, there's been too many of these, but I, I, it was like, it was a very, uh, it was a lot more of an issue then. And so a lot of people were switching over to Signal and Telegram and other, you know, all these other alternatives. And I tried to get my parents to do that. And they, they, downloaded signal but they didn't want to move over because all of their contacts were not on signal all of their contacts were on whatsapp and it was just too much work for them to move over to another chatting experience or a chatting option that's safer um and i think a lot of people like that are are based in these countries because they that's their the easiest form of communication and also like i remember um reporting about this a, a, a few years ago when i was a political reporter but i remember going to like dip, diplomatic um uh, conferences and like dinners and i would learn of how in countries that are um you know politically not stable or whatever the use of WhatsApp was was really helpful in those countries and those scenarios to be able to connect with people and be safe and like connect to a, a consulate or connect to your country's, um, you know, a, a portal or whatever. So it would I, I, I would agree with Chris. It would be really hard. Like they're not losing out on much if a million people stop using WhatsApp because the majority of the world uses WhatsApp. That's that's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's similar. I mean, obviously not in the geopolitical sense, but you know, you know, you're like you said with your parents, trying to get them to switch over. Google is the prime example of this for, you know, we, we joke about all the messaging apps if they failed at and all these things, but it's the exact problem is like people won't lose faith, leave Facebook messenger or, or just SMS or, you know, iPhone users and iMessage to whatever Google has, whether it's hangouts or chat or Allo or whatever it is. Cause it's like, oh, I got to get everybody switched over. I'll make people over here already. And they're just not going to do it. And it's just, and it keeps the cycle alive. Germany, save us. <laughs> uh, you know, I, you, you had said something about most of the users are in Asia. Yeah, I, I believe it's like India, the Philippines, Malaysia is yeah, more yeah. than half. But yeah. the UK, the United States and Canada are right up there too. Because so many that. families from India or the Philippines have moved to Canada in the United States or England. And that's how they communicate because... Apparently, you still have to pay to send texts in places like the Philippines. Uh, 
America won't do anything. The UK won't do anything, but the EU might. Germany, I know you have a lot of WhatsApp users. Fix this. Yeah, you know, and that that would be the the best case scenario, right? Because it's always the EU where they they do something that's like tech law and that gets trickled down everywhere in the world. Like everyone looks at EU at the EU for, you know, guidance, I guess. They I mean, obviously yeah. All they have to say is you either fix this, this and this or WhatsApp is banned in the EU. And yeah. Meta would have it fixed in minutes. Oh, yeah. 100%. So that's our only hope. And you can say, oh, government regulation never fixed anything. Well, that's a lie. It fixes. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. I think I think it does fix a lot. And, you know, we've we've seen that with many right. laws. Like it, many it can cause laws. a lot of harm. And I agree with the, you know, people that I'm not ideologically aligned with when they say the government can ruin stuff. It can. But it does fix a lot of things. And that's what it's going to take to get this fixed. I agree. Okay. Um, I want to talk about a, a little bit. I want to move away from the okay, all of the stuff we talk about is serious. But <laughs> I want to have a little bit of fun before we, we, we talk about our last topic. But, okay. So, you know, I hate talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it's really, it's frustrating to me because it's such a consumerism holiday, like, you know, companies jack prices, um, like, and then they reduce it, making it seem like things are on sale or cheap or whatever. But I want to just talk about what you guys bought for Cyber Monday or Black Friday, if you did buy anything uh, and why you bought it. And, you know, not to make it sound like, you know, consumerism and all of that, but just just to make it fun and light, I guess. I don't know. Did you guys buy anything <laughs> for for these two days? I was gonna say I bought a girl's bike. That's that's <laughs> and I paid my electric bill. That's what I did with my free money this month. Granddaughter wanted a bike, found a good one on sale, just as she wanted. It was Did you did you give it to her though? Huh? Did you give it to her? Oh hell no! It's a Christmas present. I ain't. Oh 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 oh! My Daddy bad, Warbucks my bad. here just be giving out bikes because it's a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> the only criteria was that it looked cool and it had the things on the handlebars to make the brakes do the work, like mom's. Oh, and I found nice. one. So, and it was half off. So, yeah, I mean it. It's such a cute little bike. I'm looking at it right now, and it's it's really cute. I love it. I bought a Pixel Watch. Yes, you did. Yay. And you wrote an article about it, too. I did. But like Jerry's purchase, it's also a Christmas present. So it's sitting in the closet until Christmas. So I can't tell you about it until then. Is it, a gift? Wait. is it a gift for you? It is technically my Christmas present from my <laughs> wife. <laughs> oh. Oh, that is willpower, sir. Well, I mean, it's oh just going to sit there. So it's whatever. I'll, we'll talk about it in a month when I'm wearing it. But hey, I have one now, so there we go. Well, that's exciting because you know what you um you've been very much like on again, off again about wanting to wear smartwatches. You were very impressed with the Pixel Watch, and I'm actually really excited to potentially read an article from you about this. Like, I think that would be really cool to read because you've been talking about how you don't care for smartwatches as much you you you've used them but you don't stick to them and so i'd be interested to know if you stick to this one and and i'm really curious too like let's say i wear this and a month afterwards i decide yeah i don't wear this one either and i don't want to wear it i wonder if i will come back again at some point <laughs> try it again because <laughs> yeah fair I mean, enough as a as a concept i want this to work right <clears throat> sorry i i want i want to wear a smartwatch i like the idea of being able to get certain notifications when i need them because i miss messages all the time because i have my phone in my pocket mm -hmm. and it's on silent and my wife yells at me all the time so like <laughs> i know it's important to get that stuff and i think i just need to do a better job of saying i only want notifications for these apps versus Give me all the notifications yeah. because then yeah. I end up ignoring them just like I ignore them on my phone. Because like I'll look at my phone right now and I'll open my notification drawer. I, I, I probably have 30 notifications sitting here and I go, I don't want to read a single one of those. And I put it right back down. A hundred percent. So. Okay, guys, 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 well, guys. My yes, wife hit yes. a skunk. 
Oh no! Oh, wants to know what she can do. The car smells terribly. Oh no! You I told just, her enjoy can... that flavor, baby. Because that's <laughs> all you can do. First, you gotta, first you gotta get it to a car wash. At least get some of that oil off. Yeah, I, yeah. I told her go yeah. go to the car wash. Go to the one where. You give them money and it hooks onto you and drags you through automatically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then she could go to a pet store and they have like anti skunk um, sprays and stuff that she could probably. Or she use. can just live with her <laughs> issues that she created by not breaking for that poor little oh no innocent animal. Oh well, I love that our listeners are going to be hearing about this. So this is oh. great. <laughs> Okay, uh, back to what you were saying, Nick, or Chris. I can't remember who was talking. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, Nick, you're, I can't remember exactly what your, your primary hang-up was. Was it charging? Was that your biggest issue? Like battery life? Uh, I think I just didn't want to wear it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, okay. I found... I, I'm trying to remember now. So What's going to go motivate back. you to wear this, then? But let me I'm go back uh, in my head. All right, so when these watches first started coming out... I loved both getting notifications that I could just glance at and be like, nah, go away. You know, it's, it's a lot less work than pulling my phone out of my pocket, looking at it, and then putting my phone back in, right? It, mm-hmm. it takes some of that friction away, and I actually end up reading more notifications and actually paying more attention to it, right? The second thing that I really loved was that I could do a lot of things hands-free while I was driving, because at the time, my job required me to drive a lot. And I could easily be like, hey, G, send my wife a message, blah, 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 blah. You know, like it would just work. And then Google screwed up Assistant when they put Assistant on there versus Google Now. And there were a lot of other things in the mix that I just got sick of over the years. The, the UI started getting really laggy. Like it just, the, the experience for me kept getting worse and worse and worse. And so about two years, two, two and a half, maybe even three years ago at this point, I just decided I was done. I'm just tired of trying to make myself like these things, essentially. And and at least so far since I've tried new ones, even all the new fossil ones, while a lot of those problems have been fixed, I just have not been compelled to use them more than maybe a week. And I, I don't really know why. I just don't want to use it. I know why. Tell me. It's crap. There you go. <laughs> Google needs to fix it and make us want these damn things. Yeah, I don't know. I got flack on Twitter already for it. And, and the problem is, too, is like, it's not like I have a commute for work anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, some of those things don't really exist, but who knows? You bought I mean, it because it was shiny and cool, and it looks kind of cool. It does look cool. and It looks sexy. It looks like I UFO. Like- I like the idea of wearing a watch and having the notification thing is kind of a bonus. So maybe I'll be happy. I don't know. We'll see. Well, if for some reason the Pixel Watch disappoints you, I don't know the last time you used an Amazfit watch, but you ought to check out the GTR or GTS4 because they have a, the S and R just means round and square. But <laughs> they, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, their new, their new interface is way better, even just than last year's. Um, it's really nice, and my wife's been testing the GTS 4 for me, and it's, it's really nice. Seven-day battery life. It's got Alexa built in, so if you still wanted the voice assistant, you still have it, but you get the notifications and all that junk, and you don't have to mess with a whole lot, and the fitness stuff's good if you like it, but something worth checking out. Yeah, it's, it's been, been many years since I've used a, an Amazfit watch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're way better. But as far as what I bought, I I bought a uh, a new monitor. Um, I hate having. I can't work on a single monitor anymore. Like I got, I, I was broken of single monitor work years ago, and I can't do it. So, um, my wife, her job allows her to do some hybrid from home work stuff, and our she wants a secondary monitor when she works from home, and so, uh, I replaced a less lesser quality monitor on my desk um, and moved it inside to to the uh, the family workstation so that when she's here, she can use it because it's still fine. But uh, so I bought a new monitor to put on my desk. But however, I wasn't paying attention because I attach it to a, a monitor mount, like an arm on my desk. And I didn't pay attention when I bought it that it's not Visa compatible. Um, oh, no. So my stubbornness, I'd already got the monitor and went to hook it up. And instead of just returning it, I just bought a universal adapter and slapped it on the back of it and kept it. So I did that. Um, the other thing I bought, though, was some NFC tags so I can uh, automate some of the other things in my house. Like I've got a, a few lights and stuff like that, but mainly my 
my kids. So I, I in the process of testing a smart faucet from Moen and you can have it dispense specific amounts of water at certain temperatures. And my kids think that's great. And they're always asking me to ask G to do that for them. Cause they're like, Oh, that's I need so four good. ounces of water. And so <clears throat> I decided that I'm going to, I saw a video, I don't know if it was on TikTok or Twitter or where it was, but somebody had taken water bottles and cups and put an NFC tag on it. And then they just scan that tag and it sends it to their faucet and it just dispenses the amount of water that that bottle is set for. So, Oh, cool. I'm going to do something similar to that for my kids and their water bottles and, you know, goofy things with lights and stuff my kids can do. You're a nerd, man. (laughs) Yes, you're right. I am, Jerry. I love that, though. I wish I could figure that stuff out. I mean, I I probably could. I'm just being lazy about it. The frustrating part is that it's not as easy and android as it is on iphone so Um, there's a few workarounds a lot to do but you know it is what it is Mm, interesting which that's a shame it should be easier on android because unfortunately google assistant doesn't allow nfc tags to be a trigger for a routine at this point which is the big i mean you can use if you use tasker the the in between that i'm going to try at least the simple way at first it'll be using ifttt but yeah, but I, the idea that I have to go through a third party to tie something together or that should be automatically available on Google in the first place is annoying. That just gives me an idea for a quick app I could write. Yeah. On iPhone, I guess you can use their shortcuts option on there. And Probably. NFC, yeah. NFC tags are a trigger option there. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, I like that. I'm excited for you. That would be a really interesting article to read, actually, just like reading about someone's experience trying to automate things using NFC tags. I had no idea there were smart water faucets that can dispense a predetermined amount of liquid by volume, I guess. Yeah, I didn't either. That, and did you say by temperature too? Yeah, you can tell it. So it's, it's the one that I've got, it's, it's super fancy. It's got a motion sensor on top and depending on which way you swipe, you can, it can be warm or cold or hot. That's so cool. Um, You can turn it on and stop it that way. It's also, you know, it's got a handle too, but um, yeah, it's got a, you can tell it to dispense, like here's the maximum hot water temperature. But if you can say, I want, you know, 110 degree water, like you're going to make a baby bottle and you need four ounces of hundred degree water or whatever, it'll just preheat the water. Oh, wow. So the faucet itself heats the water? Well, no, it's got to have a mixing valve in it so it can detect the temperature and inject enough cold water. Yeah, it's got a it's got a control box that all the water lines run into, and then it's got a separate box that's the oh, power, so it's got a own mixing valve. Okay, yeah. So, so is it like an on-demand heater? Uh, or do you have an on-demand heater? I'm I'm just like trying to figure no, out how I this to work with my pipes because I know I got to run the water for like two minutes sometimes to get hot water. Yeah, you're like no. me. It probably wouldn't work well for you, Nick. <laughs> probably wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, but it's it's nice. My I I honestly thought I'd use the motion sensor on it more than I do. I I'll maybe use it once a week, but my kids, because it's a toy to them, use it all the time. So I almost want to disable it. <laughs> you ought to do it. <laughs> Look at this, kids. You can't use it. <laughs> no, they'll just do it. I'm like, Dad, the faucet's broken again. It ain't broken. <laughs> Go outside and use the hose. <laughs> you know that handle on the side? It works. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about our. Last topic. Um, Finally. Save the best for last. Save the best for last. Okay. Last, when was it? Oh, November 25th. So on uh, Thanksgiving, actually. Um, there was a tweet that went out basically saying, if Apple and Google boot Twitter from their app stores, um, should should Elon Musk produce his own smartphone? Half the country would happily ditch the bias snooping iPhone and Android. The man builds rockets to Mars. A silly little smartphone should be easy. And then I believe he responded to it and he said, I certainly hope it does not come to that. But yes, if there is no other choice, I will make an alternative phone to which Carl Pay <laughs> said, excited to see what you do. Uh, and that of course resulted in a lot of, different people tweeting about this and um yeah i'm just gonna let i'm gonna i'm gonna let jerry go with this go first off carl pay i hope you were trolling that idiot i i want (laughs) to believe deep down inside you just were laughing your ass off saying this guy and just oh i'd love to see this uh carl pay knows what it's like to make a phone it's and second of all 
Elon Musk has never built a rocket. He paid people to build rockets for him. He he's probably a very smart individual. I I assume he's a good engineer. I know people are arguing he never graduated. Whatever. I don't care. You don't need a piece of paper to be a good engineer. I'm going to assume he's a good engineer, but most of all, he is a money man. He has money to buy the things he wants and the things his companies need. He bought somebody that could build him rockets. He would have to buy somebody to build him a phone. He would have to buy that person from Apple or Google. Hey, nobody wants to leave Apple or Google to go work for the man who just laid off 80% of the, his other companies. No, an Elon Musk phone is never, ever, ever going to happen. If it does happen, and if I'm wrong, it'll be garbage. It'll, it, 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 well, if it happens, it'll be Android. It won't be Android with Google Play in it. So you won't want to buy it. It'll suck. This is just the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. And to top it all off, <laughs> he was lying. Apple never once said they wanted to boot him out of the store. They actually spent more money on ads in November than they did in October. He was lying again. I don't know why he lies so much. Maybe he doesn't know. And in that case, I'm sorry to say he was lying. But I think he's just lying. I'm done. Based, based on the uh, tweets over the last... That was, I'm sorry. Before you... Before you continue, that was amazing. That, that was very, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was good. It was nice. I was say, based on the tweets over the last, I don't know, 48 to 72 hours, it seems to me like he never heard of the 30% cut until three days ago. <laughs> or so, he's lying. Or he's lying. But yeah, I don't know. I, I personally, I was looking forward to Epic versus Apple part two. I really wanted to just <laughs> see that happen again. So <laughs> I mean, those those uh, tweets and those statements from from Elon just it makes for good Internet. I mean, come on. Yes, I will agree. He is. He, he just likes to shit post and say shit to stir the pot. And it's possible that's all he was doing. And, and so, he's admitted as much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like it would also be really hard for him to even try to have any kind of market share when we look at the space of smartphones yeah. right now <laughs> you know what the funniest thing is if he built a phone it wouldn't have a twitter client i mean <laughs> you'd have to sideload the android twitter client on it until he found somebody to build him one and it's elon you can you can build a phone using off-the-shelf parts i did it it was horrible it sucked it was a piece of giant garbage and i just laughed at it but you can you can use off-the-shelf parts and build a phone on a desk in your office. So, you know, go ahead, build your prototype. Let's, let's see it. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm like Carl Pay. I'd love to see this, but probably for a whole different reason. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, like, I don't know if anybody would really want to get that phone unless it was like oh, really I, there's unique. There's probably a <laughs> couple hundred thousand people yeah. who <laughs> hinge on the man's every word and have lost all their life savings in his cryptocurrency scams that would love to have a phone that says tesla on the back yep cyber phone yeah well <laughs> yeah don't oh, throw God, rocks in it. let's not <laughs> yeah don't don't okay well on that note i really don't want to talk about this anymore because uh, it's just too much about elon musk um i want to come to well actually uh, I don't know how to do this, but okay, Chris, <laughs> I guess we'll start with this first if you want. But um, for those of you who might not know, uh, you know, Chris, uh, Chris is this is his last time on the podcast because he is um, he he's going to be moving on to a new new job. Um, so, Chris, do you want to say a few a few things um, on the pod? Uh, yeah, um, well, I, I I'm assuming that after this, we're going into the uh, stuff that's making us happy section. Okay, so yeah, well, leave I and make us happy. I, didn't, I, didn't. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and just shoehorn this in. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is both the the thing that makes me happy and unhappy at the same time. Um, so yeah, by the time you hear this, I will no longer be part of the amazing Android Central team. Um, I am going to be the mobile section editor at XTA Developers. So, um, I'll be starting over there. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely bittersweet. The, the team at, at, uh, 
our little group, aside from Android Central, our, our sibling sites of Windows Central and iMore, over the last three and a half years, have gotten to work with all of them in various capacities. And it's been amazing. They've been my introduction into the industry and have helped me grow and, you know, helped me fight off and not cure because it will never go away, my imposter syndrome. But um, it's it's been amazing. You know, the idea of working at a site and contributing with people um, that I followed for you know, the better part of a decade, um, is, you know, it's weird to say a dream come true, but it really is like working with Jerry, the, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Um, I said, I said for years that Jerry was my spirit animal and it only confirmed it when I got to actually work with him. So, um, yeah. So by the time you hear this, I will be no longer part of the team, but it's made me happy to be here and to get to be on the podcast one last time before I leave. And that's kind of, yeah, that's it. It's that's so sad. sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we're, we we are also, I mean, you know, I always like to say that, like, I never think any goodbye is a real goodbye because you never know when you'll bump into each other. And also, like, the tech sphere of, like, tech reporting is so small. Like, everyone knows each other. Everyone bumps into each other. We go to press events. You might meet each other again. Like, it's small. And it's so important to, you know, and we're excited for you, Chris. Like, I think you're going to be amazing at what you do next. But we're we're definitely sad that you're leaving us because we love you so much. I appreciate you saying that. Should I even talk about things that make us happy? Because I don't. <laughs> we, we already talked about what we to. bought. Aren't we supposed to be happy about that? Come on. <laughs> No, consumerism. I'm not, I consumerism. That's right. Well, even if we don't, I have to tell everybody, I've been sitting on this for two days. Uh, my wife entered this raffle thing and I won a Samsung smart refrigerator. Ooh. Oh my the God, one with the great so cool. big giant tablet thing it's on one side yes. and the smart water dispenser oh, on the oh other. Oh my God. Yeah, I won one of them. It's going to be delivered the 27th. That's Dang. awesome. Uh, That's so anybody exciting. Anybody ever use one of them? Nope. I, no. I have the Samsung smart fridge without the screen. So it's everything without the screens. But it's the only reason I got it is because it was a scratch and dent at Lowe's. And so I bought it because it had four quadrants. And like the lower right fridge thing could be set to different temperatures. So it could be a freezer yeah. fridge or whatever. So it is my, it's a mini fridge for my kids. Like that's where my kids drink <laughs> snacks are at. So that's, that's great. that was the other big driver. Yeah, but the, other, the smart part about it is that it can let you know if the door's been left open or something like that. So, Kids getting in there and forget to shut the door. Like I get a notification, hey, your fridge has been open for two minutes. See, that's nice. I like yeah. that. Those kinds of smart features are are very useful. Actually, they're not gimmicky. <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious if this big display is like, can I install apps on it and stuff? Can I like put Netflix on that thing? I think at one point, like I know when it first launched, it was running Tizen OS and used Bixby, but I know they've adjusted since it may still run Tizen, but I know they integrated Alexa into it and it's got speakers. I kind of like that if having it for the speakers and music, but you can keep, I know you can keep like your grocery list and I don't know if the one you have or if they still offer it, but had like uh, cameras and stuff so you can like see what's in your fridge without opening it or whatever. I don't know, but I, I think you can install apps on it. I'm pretty sure you can. What apps? Uh, I don't know. See, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Uh, and I look online and not a lot of people say too much about it, except, you know, Samsung smart things and ring integration, which neither one of those are uh, going to apply to me. But heck, if I can install like YouTube on it or something, I'm going to haul me a nice comfy chair into the kitchen and my wife comes home. I'll be snacking on something, reach right in the fridge and grab, you know, a, a bottle <laughs> of water and. Watch something on the fridge. I tried. I, I tried for a while, like when we were working hard, and just, I was trying to build up more of the smart home stuff. I tried getting Samsung to send me, you know, their fridge and washer and dryer and all that stuff, so we could show it all connected and how it actually worked and stuff like that. And they just laughed. <laughs> you sly devil, you I tried. I was like, hey, look at me, look at us, look what we're doing. We're working together. We're partners. Come on. Yeah, no. Okay. Anyone else? Did anyone else? Uh, have anything to say on what made them happy this past week? I survived Black Friday slash Cyber Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's here. something. That's something to be happy I, about. I, I have a fun. I have a fun interview coming up for a company. I'm not leaving. No, don't worry. I'm I'm interviewing a a VR company, but I'm looking forward to that later. <laughs> Good. 
I know I'm not supposed to do work related stuff, but whatever. It's on my mind. <laughs> it's okay. It is whatever. Um, okay. What made me happy? Well, I didn't talk about what I bought for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but um, every year I like to buy, um, you know, one big thing that's kind of expensive for the house because, you know, I like home goods. Uh, but I was able to get a Dyson Tower fan and, um, yeah, it was just really exciting. I'm really happy about that. And what else? They are there. I, I, when when the air blows, I feel like I am a new person. It's like I'm just kidding. It's just like it's the, it's, it's, it's it's not magical, but I turn into a fairy princess. Did you get one with on the me. heater built no. in? Um. Yeah. No, I just got the regular one, but it was really nice, and I'm really excited about it. And then um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I I ate a lot of good food this past week, so I'm excited about that. <laughs> I'm happy about that. Uh, and that's it, I guess. Okay, Chris, anything else? Well, you already said it makes you happy and sad at the same time, so that's fine. Um, okay, on that note, uh, wherever you're listening to us, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or night, thank you so much for taking the time and listening to us. We really, really appreciate every single one of you. Um, who listens to us. And before I leave, I, I got a comment from someone on Twitter who said it might be nice to do a Q&A from our listeners, um, which I thought was kind of a really cool idea. Maybe we could, you know, somehow slip that in on, on our podcast on the next time. Well, I know back in the day there was a podcast at androidcentral.com or something like that because I, before, back when I was still just a, just a fan, I, uh, I'd sent questions in. I remember Phil had um, answer the questions and stuff like that. So I know we used to email them in and then do a reader's question at the end. That email address probably still works. We might have to go and manually dig for them, but it should still work. Well, if you don't, if you can't email that, um, you can email one of us always and we'll try to answer it. Or you could uh, tweet at Android Central and we'll try and sift out some of the answers maybe from there, maybe but, put like or a questions, rather. hashtag ac podcast or something on it so you can sort them yeah hashtag ac podcast yes that's a good one hashtag okay well on that note we're gonna let you guys go thank you so much for listening again and uh we'll talk to you guys next time bye see ya adios bye